guys, I had this thought of with raising kids, the material that you feed them in terms of the books that you read them and the movies that you show them, I think has a huge impact on the way that they conceive of the world. It's kind of an obvious point. Then the question is, what is emotionally honest content for a children? If you had children, what would you be showing them that gives them kind of an accurate portrayal of what people are really like? Huh. That's a really interesting question because my first thought is like, less than, like, rather than content, I mean, I think you teach them this kind of behavior or this kind of a way of engaging with their own emotions through the way you engage with your emotions and through the way you engage with their emotions. Oh, great. I don't think I'm going to get home. There's so much better. But, but I think you're absolutely right that the content that children consume is so influential. Like, if I think back to the content I consumed, I'd really have to think on it because I don't remember how, like, children's stories, like Astrid Lindgren and, like, these kinds of... There's a lot of also these German really interesting, really cool German um, children's books. Um, but I do not know how they dealt with emotions at all. Actually, now that I think about it, um, I'd really have to go back. But I have really good memories of being geprägt by these kinds of books. like. I read a lot of Astrid Lindgren as a child, um, which is Swedish, but translated, you know, like Pippi Langstocking and stuff, like Alfred Preussler, I guess. And um, oh, I'd have to go back. I'd really have to go back, but there's some really good, like really kind of nuanced, like German uh, authors. Also, Jim Knopf and Lukas, der Lokomotivführer. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, but I definitely feel like content that I received, oh, I don't know, I I'm, I'm just got to my home, so I'm gonna leave it at that, not very informative voice message. But along that line, I'm curious, what did you, what are the most like influential? Things you remember, or like media, medias, books or movies you remember consuming as a child in Paulo, same goes for you. I'm quite curious. Um, when I think back to what I watched as a kid, I watched, I, I loved Bob the Builder, and then also Tintin was a huge one. I had every single Tintin book, and I loved those too. The, the, and I, it almost seems so one-to-one, -one, like my interest now. It's like, come on, of course, interested in city planning and traveling and adventures and stuff. Um, also, Calvin and Hobbes to some extent and Charlie Brown. I don't know what that, the impact of that was. Huh. Anything with, um, like, main characters that were women or girls, I guess? Or, like, side main characters? Hold on. The mic how far away or like side main characters i said that's funny i was just thinking about that after i sent it really no 
Um, none of like the early childhood stuff that I was reading had central women characters. It wasn't early childhood, but from a pretty young age, I watched The Simpsons with my dad, and there's women characters in that too. And I guess it's it's not super traditionally like gender role based, but it is kind of a nuclear family. Um, and then Charlie Brown, there are female characters, but it's like kind of I don't know. So yeah, this is this is a, a new discovery for me that I had such a biased kind of childhood media diet. Hi guys. Um, sorry, I'm only getting back to you now. I was away. But, interesting conversation. I also, in thinking about what shows I used to watch as a kid, what things I used to read, I'm realizing that all of the characters, all the main characters were male. Uh, For me, it was a lot of Peanuts, a lot of German shows like Sendung mit der Maus, or... Sandmännchen. Those were huge. But it's funny that we're having this conversation because a few days ago I was sitting in the library and I was watching an episode, or parts of it, of, uh, I think it's called The Bear in the Big Blue House. And I hadn't watched that in forever. So, that was cool. And something else I remember quite fondly is the Moomin Troll series. And I think the main character of the Moomin Troll series was male, but there were a lot of female characters, and it seemed like a very feminine series, if that makes sense. Very, very, um, I don't know. I just have, like, this, this association of it being soft and uh, rosy and mythical and... Yeah. Yeah, good good uh good little discussion. So giving it a little bit more thought. Pingu, I remember Pingu. That was great. And Blue's Clues, of course, was huge. And I loved watching that when I was in the States. But if I had to pass any of those shows on to my kid or the message of the show, I don't know if I would choose any I don't know, like, I I think they're entertaining shows and they all have valuable messages in some capacity, but, well, I don't know. If if we're really trying to push emotionally honest uh, child content onto the next generation, I don't know if any of these shows make, would make the cut. Maybe the Moment series, actually, that was kind of uh, enlightening uh, for a mind of an eight-year-old or whatever. Okay, I have one more thought. The oh, sorry. The childhood memories from entertainment, the ones that stuck with me the most, are the ones that I read. Like the Moomin series, or later, this isn't really as young as we're talking about, but having a very strong reaction towards a book like The Hobbit or something like that far exceeded any of the emotions and lessons that I got from any TV show, like The Peanuts or The Simpsons or whatever. And Tintin is another good example of this, where you would just be 
so much more involved in the story and I think I would take the messages from the story to heart a lot more than I did when I watched something so yeah Leo I have lots of thoughts uh, it's kind of taken me all all day to respond to your VM but first off totally blues clues I completely forgot about that but that I loved that one as a kid really enjoyed that not really sure what the emotional message of Blue's Clues was in retrospect. It's hard. I, I wonder if we internalize it, but we can't describe it without rewatching it and analyzing like for all children's content. Um, then a whole bunch of questions, some of which are stupid. Uh, I think for Moomin, I, I also think that Moomin was, like, yes, they were... I think some I I never watched the TV show, but I read the books, and I think of Moomins as female in my head, and but maybe yeah, obviously some of them weren't. Um, and Pingu didn't know about that, but Ludwig showed me Pingu. Love Pingu. Could you argue that Pingu is queer because, as in like gender queer, because he has no gender, or did I just gender him? They have no gender. Uh, and then also this thought of does the media that your kid consumes does it just need to portray does reputa- representation only matter for them like if i have an asian kid does it just matter that i have asian people doing like all sorts of different things so that they get the message that asian people can do a bunch of things in life or does it need to matter like does it need to be right for everybody like do i need to have Asian people, but then also black women doing all sorts of different roles, so they get a sense that nobody is limited. Like, as, or really, the question that I'm getting at is as long as the identity for your kid, the representation for your kid is good, and there aren't negative stereotypes about any other identities, is that fine? Or do we need to have fully PC, but not just PC, like the, the, the better, fullest sense of PC, as in like really considerate content that, that, that portrays the world that we're trying to create for the kid, for, for it to work. Um, I, I hope that makes sense. It feels a little bit cloudy in my mind. Also, the super easy answer to the question of what is emotionally honest content for children, I don't even know how I overlooked this, is Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Of course, I really do feel strongly that when I have, if and when I have kids, I want to sit and watch Mr. Rogers with them. Uh, I'm quickly going to respond to all those messages just so I don't lose what I was thinking. Like, I think two main things. First of all, I wonder, because you were saying the you were towards the end speaking about what stuck to you the most and what you remember the most, what you feel like impacted you the most. But I feel like imagine how much the shit that we consume when we're very young that we don't remember, how much it impacts exactly those things that Adrian was talking about, like the way we do engage with our emotions or the way we react to things. Maybe not that much at all. I don't really know. But... Um, they must, you know, because we're we're so impressionable at such a young at, at that kind of a young age that anything that we consume must make an insanely big impression on us about how we think the world works and how we should deal with our 
emotions or I don't know I, the whole thing turned a bit feminist for me when because we kept talking about women and I kind of wanted to go down that path but I like that we're sticking just for now to like what Adrian initially asked okay guys I'm trying to gather my thoughts like I'm on the go um about to get on the S-Bahn but two things First of all, Sesame Street. Why has no one even mentioned that? Sesame Street is, I feel like, the ultimate, like, hippie, like, how to deal with other people in different situations, like, sharing is caring and all this kind of shit show ever, no? Like, I feel like Sesame Street really made it explicit, like, kind of didn't... I don't have such such good, good memories of it. No, I have great memories of it. I mean, not like, I don't remember specific narratives so accurately but I feel like it was often the format of like here's a situation someone gets angry now let's deal with that like why are you angry oh because oh and then big break like oh maybe if you did this you know I mean come on that's exactly what we're talking about and I feel like that's also so nice because that just it's definitely not a new concept um I guess like we're not on the forefront of anything, you know. Mm, I've never watched Mr. Rogers. I have no clue what that is, but if you speak highly of it, cool. Um, Pingu, I don't know, I'm not sure. I also remember remember books a lot more um, vividly. Hold on one second. Okay, the other thing that I wanted to say was to answer your question a little bit. Mm. I'm not sure... I don't know. I feel like I already cringe at the fact that, like, this this kind of style of parenting that we're probably going to engage in as well, which is, like, hyper-sensitive and, like, everything needs to be perfect and we need to we need to show our children the perfect content so they learn the perfect kind of behavior. You know, like, I don't know. I already find that so difficult because you're never gonna manage to do it perfectly anyways. And also children need to engage with the whole world, like the real world as it is. But that doesn't change the question about representation that you're mentioning. I guess my answer would be like, I feel like it's important to give like a, as wide of uh, as widely wide, oh my god <laughs> um to give a child like a wide range of media content you know or like content in general that gives them the feeling that anyone can do anything <laughs> i think that's the main goal right it's not like these people can do this thing these people can do this thing no anyone can do anything and I don't know, I think as a child, you don't really identify, maybe maybe later, in a later age, but I think especially at a young age, you don't necessarily, like you can identify with any kind of a character, you know, because this notion of race and what you look like and what your place is in society doesn't really exist yet. Um, but yeah, I think as varied as possible would be my, would be my response. Cool guys. On my way to uni, I'm going to do some reading now. Um, it's a sunny day in Berlin. It's beautiful. Peace. Okay, I just had another thought. Not only... 
or like the the things I think of one one big part of things that I um, was exposed to, or like things that I read or was read to was um, like really fantastical stories, you know, like I actually think maybe okay, granted, mostly no, but but especially in books, like the way these kids looked was irrelevant. It wasn't mentioned, you know. I mean, yeah, they were written by white dudes, so the kids are probably meant to be white, but it doesn't matter in the end because no one makes a topic of it, and they're these like fantastical books about kids um, going on adventures, sometimes with some really deep kind of meanings hidden away within the story, and I feel like maybe more so than like representation of the real world, like I feel like that's maybe something that comes later, but initially, how important is it that we actually live in this fantasy world, or like, I'm not saying fantasy like dragons and shit. I'm saying like, I don't know, like John Knopf and Lucas Locomotifuga. Like it was total, total fantastical, you know. Like this, this boy and this um, train driver like go on this mission to save this princess, um, and they drive a train through like all these crazy lands. But yeah, it's it's slightly like. No, this is a whole other thing. <laughs> Ethnic representation in that book can you can be can be discussed about. But anyways, yeah, yeah, I think that's maybe an addendum to my answer um, about representation. Good morning, Nika. Thank you for your voice messages. Um, I have some bleary thoughts from early in the morning here in Boston. Um, first off, Sesame Street. I didn't really watch it as a kid. But interesting you mentioned that as emotionally honest. Like, I, I know the characters just from pop culture, but I really couldn't tell you what it's about. Like, I, I think of it as, like, people kind of popping around. But I guess, yeah, maybe it is. Um, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood is so fantastic. I almost want to try to get you guys to watch it, but it's kind of a big ask if you're not in like the same place and you can, can't sit down and watch it together. Um, but I watched a few episodes the other day with a friend and it was so enormously calming to, to sit and watch this kind of really re- reassuring, wholesome children's TV show. Um, and then with the representation, I like your point a lot about fantasy. I wonder... I think even in the fantasy world, though, representation is like this door. It's like if you are a German kid reading about this, you know, this German narrative, it doesn't matter. The representation doesn't matter. But that's because you already are able to see yourself in this character's shoes and the story matters to you because you can kind of like project yourself into them. But I wonder if you were like a Vietnamese German or something and you didn't look like the character in that book you just wouldn't care because you you just don't think the story could happen to you or you don't think it and you, you can't see yourself in the protagonist so um man my brain is dry all of a sudden so yeah i'm gonna end this voice message now 
Yo, I'm gonna keep responding because I'm on. I'm gonna flow. Um, watch Sesame Street. I'll watch some of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. I'm curious. I'm also curious what it would be like because I do not have an emotional association to it at all. Like how I watch it more objectively, maybe. But um, no, Adrian, you're totally missing the point. In books, you don't actually know what a lot of the characters look like. Like. No one's like, oh, they look like this, they look like this. That's the whole fucking point. That's why books are also so, they're like, so stimulating for your <laughs> imagination as a child. Because, yeah, you can find yourself, you can relate to characters. Because they just, even, it doesn't matter what the author initially was imagining them to look like when the author was writing. Because you're just reading it and you can imagine your own kind of character. Yeah, so maybe the character that you would imagine looks exactly like you. Probably, if you're a child, it probably does, because that's how children relate, I guess. I don't know. Man, Nika, you're totally right. You said book, and in my mind, I pictured picture book. I don't know why. I forgot about books with text only. <laughs> Ugh, I keep wanting to answer in text, but I'm honoring this format. <laughs> um... Yeah, it's funny how, like, visually oriented we are now as opposed to, like, I don't know, 50 years ago just because we have so much visual content to consume all the time. Nika, I'm going to send you an episode of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood where he goes to a cello store or to an instrument store and sees Yo-Yo Ma playing. And I don't want to say too much, so I don't want to load your brain with expectations. Basically, he's just very genuine and enjoys the cello being played. Um, do you have an episode of of Sesame Street that you think is especially mostly honest or that you do have a connection to? Because if so, I'd like to watch that. I honestly have to say Sesame Street is just a, uh, like a blur in my head. I don't have any specific things I remember, but I'll try maybe to find a good one. Um, I'm sure if I saw the exact episodes that were on the VHR, is that what it's called? On the video cassette <laughs> that I had, I'm sure I would remember those, but I can't right now. I'll try and find something, but yeah, send me that episode. I don't want to talk about this anymore.